Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, right there in Cowboy Country, North Florida, where this broadcast uh, originates uh, here in Tampa and uh, is transmitted to North Florida and through the World Wide Web. Anyone, anywhere in the world that is connected to the World Wide Web by computer can listen to this broadcast and all the fine programming right here on WMAF. We're so glad you're with us today. And if you're not a Christian, we invite you to join us as we study the Word of God, as we uh, look into the New Covenant, the New Testament, as well as the Old Covenant, to better understand the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. When this gospel of the kingdom, the Bible says, is preached unto all the nations of the world, then shall the end come. So with all the end time events that are occurring today to point to the soon coming of Jesus, one of the great signs is the technology that we have today uh, and people just like ourselves uh, and others who are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of of the earth, and we're looking for for the hastening return of our Lord and Savior, our Sovereign and King, Jesus Christ. Amen. So please stay tuned today. Uh, the uh, The world has nothing but bad news every day and every which way you turn. The word gospel means good news. Dottie Rambo years ago wrote a song, uh, and that song is probably more applicable to us today than when she wrote it, and the song title was, The World Needs Some Good News Bad. Hallelujah. And today we want to bring you the good news, particularly about what God has done to reach out to us and offer us the gift of of salvation, and with it the gift of hope and peace uh, that would transcend the immediate circumstances of our life, a hope that even death cannot conquer. Hallelujah. So please stay tuned for some good news today. We believe that you need it real bad. All right. We're talking about Jesus, our Redeemer, and what good news that is. Out of Romans chapter 3 and verse 24, it says, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now, this word redeem in its uh, basic meaning in the new covenant means to ransom in full. It means riddance. Something has been severed. We have been set free. It means deliverance. And without this word redemption and this act of redemption on Christ's part, the other great words that describe our condition and position after being saved would be of none effect. If sin's debt isn't paid in full, we cannot be saved. We cannot be justified. We cannot be sanctified. If we still owe a sin debt, we are enslaved by Satan. We are at enmity with God. We are not able to enter into fellowship, relationship with God. We have no authority. We cannot be declared righteous before a holy God. We cannot therefore have any confidence or faith or hope. 
We could never approach God's throne uh, with anything but terror uh, and trepidation. But we would be filled with doubt and fear every waking moment of our life. But thanks be to God, Christ Jesus has brought us redemption. And there are three Hebrew words that we have been dealing with. We've dealt with two of them uh, in our last uh, time together. Today we're going to deal with the third to help us understand what this, this New Testament word redemption is all about. And it is translated K-O-P-A. E-R, Koper, in the Hebrew, and it is translated ransom from Kaper, which means to make an atonement. This word has to do with the, the price of our redemption. In Isaiah 43.3, we find this word for redemption, or, and it's re, it is actually rendered ransom. Listen to it carefully. Isaiah 43 and verse 3. For I am the Lord, thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. You see, in the New Testament, Christ is given for our ransom in the New Covenant. The deaf have a sign for Jesus, and the sign for Jesus is the middle finger of each hand is placed in the palm of the other. Jesus, the one with the wounded hands. That's why it's so important to understand the price that is paid for our ransom, for our redemption. To understand what it cost God to give His Son, what it cost Christ to stay on the cross and endure the wrath of God upon Himself, the just punishment for sins that He never committed. It's amazing that the sinless one is paying the price to ransom the sinful ones. And we find this in First Peter so vivid and so clearly true. First Peter 1, verse 18 and 19. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, ransomed here, with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. This word redeemed literally once again is rendered ransom from the Greek word litron, only found three times in the New Testament. The Greek verb uh, exagorezo, exagorezo, is found four times, and it simply means to purchase. This is an intensive word that could be used to portray the redemption of a slave. And the price of that redemption is clear here. It is not silver. It is not gold. It is not what is considered precious in the eyes of the world or by man. It is that that is more precious than silver, more precious than gold, the precious blood of a lamb, the lamb being Jesus Christ himself, the Lamb of God. This is a true story out of history, and it will 
give an idea uh, to really understand what redemption means and and how uh, how far God was willing to go to redeem you, my friend, and to redeem me. I don't know what your worth is today. I don't know if you're a billionaire. I don't know if you, you don't have two pennies to rub together. I don't know if you're homeless or you live in a mansion on a hilltop. But I know this, it's not that. If you live, had all the riches of the world, if you had all the talent of the world, if you had all of the praise and allocades of man, I want you to know what gives you true value is the price that was paid to redeem you. And I, you may, you may be the black sheep of the family today. <laughs> Amen. I made a statement recently. I'm an only child and I was still the black sheep of my family. Somehow or another, I just didn't click and fit and live up to anyone's expectations. But when I came to Christ as my Savior, you know, I was put down most of my life as growing up. But when I came to Jesus, I was lifted up. Praise God. Amen. I, I quit trying to, to reach some goal, to, to have some self-worth. And friend of mine, I want you to know today, amen, how much God loves you, wherever you are in life. That's the price that was paid for your ransom that will tell you how much God values your soul and how much He loves you. You know, John 3.16 is a, a scripture that is, 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 is the gospel in a, in a sentence, really. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe upon Him would not perish and have eternal life. Listen, for God so loved that He gave his only begotten Son. Listen to this historical fact and let's look deeper into this ransom price that was paid, this person who paid it, and this God who gave His Son and, 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 and offered Him up in our behalf. In the marketplace of Rotterdam, Holland, stood for many years an old corner house known as the House of a Thousand Terrors. In the 16th century, King Philip II of Spain ruled Holland. The city of Rotterdam revolted against his tyrannical rule. King Philip said, I'm not going to put up with that, and he sent the Duke of Alba with a vast army to go and reconquer Rotterdam, Holland. Rotterdam put up quite a fight, but eventually capitulated to the siege. And when the victors walked in, they were not pleased with Rotterdam. They went door to door, killing men, women, and children in their homes. It was a vast slaughter. In one home, it is, it is recorded, a family was huddled in a corner with some of their friends and relatives. They could hear the bloodshed coming from down the street, the soldiers coming and killing their neighbors. Later, the house was called the house of a thousand terrors, because a thousand terrors gripped their hearts. But one young man stepped out of his fear for a moment and had an inspired idea. He, behind the house, grabbed a goat and pulled it into the living room. And there by the front door of the house he slaughtered the goat. Then he took a broom and swept the goat's blood under the door onto the front steps. 
the soldiers came and pounded on the door, tried to beat it down, no answer. One soldier said, Look, there's blood under the door. The work has already been done here. And so they left, assuming they were dead and they were spared, because the blood of that animal swept under the door had saved their lives. And when God sees the blood of His Lamb and our Savior, Jesus Christ, He declares the work here has already been done. The sin debt here is already paid. So many of the old hymns of the church celebrate and proclaim the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you washed in the blood is one such song, and it simply says, Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? The other great song I remember growing up in church, Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Just as I am was played at the end of almost all of the Billy Graham crusades actually sang by a huge choir. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot. O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. And the joy that comes is reflected in those great hymns of the faith, of particularly of days gone by, O happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Hallelujah. And blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, and washed in His blood. Friend of mine, today there is no good news like the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it declares how much God loves you. How far He was willing to go to offer you the gift of of eternal life, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of sins pardoned, the gift of of being set free from Satan's prison house where he holds you with habits and he holds you in darkness. Oh, but Jesus came to set the captive free and he's paid the ransom for your freedom. You know, the blood of Jesus has a claim on you. If you never receive Christ, Christ's blood cries out for your pardon, for your forgiveness. He supplied the blood. And when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you apply the blood. See, it wasn't enough in that Old Testament type of Christ when God delivered the children of Israel from from the death angel and then from Egypt's bondage. It wasn't enough for the lamb to be slain. The blood had to be applied to the doorpost of the house. And when the blood was applied, 
And the angel saw it, just like this, this blood under the door at Rotterdam, Holland. When the angel saw the blood, he said, I will pass over you. That judgment angel bringing judgment to Egypt and all of the firstborn, when he saw the blood, he passed over everyone who had not just slayed the lamb. The lamb supplied the blood, but by faith, the blood had to be applied. And when we apply the blood of Jesus to our life by repenting of our sin and receiving Christ as our Savior, when God sees the blood, He will pass over us because the work has already been done. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, I can't help but, but say hallelujah again. Praise be God for what He has done, what He has done to redeem you and to redeem me. Well, it, it fulfills the, the words of this great hymn. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away, washed all my sins away, and there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. Hallelujah. There is, friend, today a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath the flood lose all their guilty stains. God is trying to tell us that our current popular version of Christianity, comfortable, Humorous, superficial, entertaining, worldly-wise is exposed for the irreverent presentation of the gospel of Christ that it really is. A preacher's commission to give people not what they want, but what they need. No man has any business walking into the pulpit to entertain. He's there to present Calvary in all of its fullness of hope and glory. It is said that Gandhi once asked some Christian missionaries to sing him a song. They asked which song he would like to hear. He said, the one that expresses all that is deepest in your faith. After briefly consulting with one another, they sang, When I survey the wondrous cross on whence the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt. On all my pride. I am emboldened to trust God today. I am emboldened to come before His throne with boldness. To enter into the Holy of Holies. To go behind the veil and speak to Him. And call Him my Heavenly Father. But I am deeply, deeply humbled by the price that was paid so that I could have this wonderful privilege, this wonderful opportunity, this wonderful hope that nothing, nothing, not even death, can take from me. You see, friend, because God is just, He cannot overlook human sin. Being holy and just, God must declare and punish guilt. The Bible tells us that God never clears the guilty in Exodus 34 and verse 7. He never pronounces the guilty people to be innocent. God also declares that sin must be paid for and sin must 
be punished. And the gospel tells us that either the sinner pays for his sin or Christ pays for his sin. Either I pay for my sin by spending eternity banished from God's presence, punished in hell, or Christ has paid for my sin by going the way of the cross and the grave in my behalf. Of course, I can never pay off my sin debt and my guilt. I actually increase my debt and guilt every single day. So even though I would spend eternity paying and paying and paying, I still have never been there long enough to appease God's wrath against my sin. But Christ is able to do what you and I could never, ever do. He offered up Himself on the cross, and He paid the debt and guilt of sin. His sacrifice offered on the cross does appease God's wrath. This doesn't mean I suddenly am innocent and pure and completely, perfectly, personally righteous. This does mean I'm cleared of my sin. It does mean that because of Christ, God treats me as if I'm innocent and pure and righteous. God, we see, is both just and justifier. Sin is punished and God is propitiated. His wrath is satisfied. That's why when Jesus cried on the cross before He gave up the ghost, it is finished. This one Greek word, actually an Aramaic word that He said, and it's translated, it is finished from the Greek. But the word actually meant paid in full. A ransom price was paid. For you, and a ransom price has been paid for me. I want to say it again. God wants you forgiven, not punished. God wants you with Him in heaven, not with the devil and His angels in hell. And God has given His only begotten Son. He listened to Him cry on the cross, Father, why hast Thou forsaken me? He said it, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which being interpreted is my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You see, Jesus didn't die comforted of God, comforted of his Father. He died the death of a lost sinner, abandoned by God and man, hanging between heaven and earth. So alone he cried, Father. My God, why hast thou forsaken me? So he died without any of the comforts that is offered to every one of us, every one of us who have trusted Christ. Oh, friend of mine, he died a horrifying death, and he did it so that his blood could atone for our sin. And that's why the gospel is such good news. Because not one person on this planet has, has not had the blood of Jesus shed in their behalf. You may think that God doesn't love you. He couldn't love you. The blood of Jesus cries, forgive. And God wants to forgive. That's why He gave His Son. And that's why Jesus stayed 
on the cross. Make no mistake about it. He wasn't a victim of the power of the Roman Empire, nor of the Roman governor, Pilate, that authorized his crucifixion, nor the power of the military might of Rome, the guards that guarded him at the foot of the cross. They could have never, ever put him on it or kept him on it if he hadn't decided in the Garden of Gethsemane that you and I and everyone else on this planet was worth all of the suffering and all of the bleeding and all of the dying that He went through to save us. That's how much you are worth to God today. And and the blood has been supplied by Jesus Christ, but it can only be applied by you and me. And today, if you will accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the ransom price that's already been paid will go into effect. Hallelujah. And the devil has no choice but to set you free. And God has already made a choice to pardon you and forgive all of your sin and shame. Friend of mine, this is the good news today that the world needs so badly. Today, today can be the day of salvation for you. This can be the day that you apply the blood of Jesus Christ to your life. And just before we pray for that to occur, if you're a Christian today and you've been drifting along with the world, making compromises and concessions and and that first ardent love, that burning desire to get close to God, to follow Jesus, to, to take up your cross and deny yourself and follow Him and find the joy of being a true disciple of Christ. If you've been drifting, I want you to focus on the redemption price that was paid, the Redeemer that paid it, and the Father who gave His Son so you could be saved today. What it cost Him to listen to the cries of His only begotten, sinless Son on the cross, and yet wait until the sin debt was paid in full. Friend of mine, it's time that we draw nigh to the Lord. It's time that we get back in church if you're one of the alumni of, of, of the body of Christ that's drifted away. Today is the day that you need to make a quality decision. You know, the Bible said when we lose our first love, we can regain it. And the way we regain it is to remember from whence we are fallen. Remember how it was when we first came to Christ and how much we loved Him and wanted to serve Him and to please Him and to do our first works. That's right. Without even that feeling initially returning, begin to read the Bible again. Begin to listen to the Word of God. Begin to go to church where there's a worship service and you have an opportunity to refocus upon Jesus and His love for you. Oh, friend, we love Him because He first loved us. And hearing of His love once again can stimulate our love for Him to be rekindled and we can have the first love back. Hallelujah. Praise God. Today, amen, you have and I have 
a Redeemer. And we have the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. For we have applied that blood to our life. And today, once again, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, as we're in the last moments and seconds of this broadcast, if you don't know Jesus, I declare once again He has supplied His own blood. Everything necessary to save you was done at the cross. And the cross cries, God loves you this much. And the man on the cross cries, God loves you this much. And today I pray that you will open your heart, repent of your sin, and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. All the wrath has now turned to love and acceptance. The moment you receive Jesus, friend, your name is written in a book in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. (laughs) Hallelujah. And you will never, ever, ever be separated from His presence. No need to be banished. No need to be punished. Your sin debt is paid in full. And you are redeemed. Well, our time is gone. I pray that you will just pray a prayer. Ask God to forgive you. And until next week, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Say, come back and be with us. And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.